GTFO or oh yeah, producer Mario will tee us up with some items. We tell him whether he can GTFO with that or we love it. Oh yeah, uh, here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski off. I'm Chris Mack alongside Jim Rodriguez. We got you covered. Lightning bets before we wrap up the show as well. Live coast to coast on the BetQL Network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Don't forget on the BetQL Network, we got you covered on weekends as well, including BetQL's five-star weekend. Sean Marash, WFAN in New York, and Pat Boyle, your go-to for wagertainment and insights using that BetQL star rating system. They'll break down all the top bets of the day and week ahead. And make it fun as well. Tune in. Informed analysis predictions will help elevate your betting game. Every single weekend, 9 a.m. to noon, BetQL five-star weekend. All right, Mario, jump on in here. What do you got for us today for GTFO or Oh Yeah? All right, GTFO, oh, yeah. And shout out to uh, Five Star Weekend. Her that's going to be a really, really fun show, and they have a really fun producer. So, hey, looking forward to hearing and listening and checking out the Becky Okay, Network. I guess. It'll have good music. We know that. I've heard mixed wow. reviews. <laughs> mixed reviews means there are some good reviews. So, hey, we'll take that every single day of the week. All right, uh, GTFO, or oh, yeah. Let's start with this one because, uh, Mac, you're over there in Pittsburgh, so we'll go ahead and start with this. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers is the perfect place for Justin Fields. GTFO or oh, yeah. Are the Bears going to move on from him? If they do, Pittsburgh, best place for him to be? I ask you, Chris Mack, GTFO or oh, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, the perfect place for Justin Fields? Uh, GTFO for Justin Fields. No, Arthur Smith's the offensive coordinator here now. Has anybody, does everybody remember that? Everybody remember Arthur Smith forgetting that B. John Robinson existed for about a month and a half last, last fall. Uh, that's still a thing. Arthur Smith, everybody. And look, I am, I can already hear echoes of Tennessee Titans fans going, yeah, but look what he did here with Ryan Tannehill and with Derrick Henry. He had an utterly dominant Derrick Henry as the centerpiece of his offense in Tennessee. Never forget that. Arthur Smith is just FedEx Jr. That's all Arthur Smith is probably ever going to be. He's not going to be a great offensive coordinator. He's not going to be the guy that unlocks Kenny Pickett or Justin Fields or anyone else. My hope, my hope is that Justin Fields ends up here in Pittsburgh. And somehow the Steelers make the most of it, despite Arthur Smith. Make the most of it so that you can pull the trigger on the fifth-year option on Justin Fields. And after you've muddled your way through a year or two of Arthur Smith, you bring in a real offensive coordinator who actually helps Justin Fields find his ceiling. The man has yet to work with that person. And he won't get to work with that person here in Pittsburgh as long as Arthur Smith is offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm already out on that hire already, even though he hasn't coached a game. Can you tell? Um, if you're Justin Fields, I think you go someplace with a more established offensive game plan, a, a place where they've already had some success maybe with quarterbacks. I don't know where that is and how that works out for Justin Fields, but if he wants to come here, I'll welcome it. It's probably just not the perfect place for him, J-Rod. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I would say I would I would give it a small, quiet, almost film noir. Yeah, yeah, 
I think it would work because of Mike Tomlin. I mean, Mike Tomlin, the environment that that guy creates, you win. It's not, it's not pretty. It's, it's, it's downright ugly. He's been able to do it with people that had no business making it into the playoffs. Now, has he had long-term playoff success? Not since winning the Super Bowl. It's been a minute, but he finds a way to win. And I think winning breeds winning. There is a culture to it. And I think Justin Fields needs to be part of a winning environment. And I think he could succeed. Yes, Arthur Smith is not the ideal situation for him, but I think he could, if he went there, I think it would be a good place for him just because he would see what a winning environment is, and that's what Mike Tomlin brings. All right, staying in this QB carousel that we're going to have for this offseason, Atlanta Falcons. What about Kirk Cousins going over there? GTFO, oh yeah, Kirk Cousins to the Falcons could be, could be perfect fit in that division. What do you think, Chris Mack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I actually like this idea. Again, as a guy who would really like to see his team bring in another quarterback because Kenny Pickett is not the guy, um, I wouldn't have a problem with Kirk Cousins coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know, depending on the cost, you know, wh- what that would look like, and that's where I start to wonder about it just a little bit. But for Atlanta, I think that could work. Look at that division, right, J-Rod? I mean, look, look at what's in place there. Mayfield may leave Tampa. The Saints are a mess on the offensive side of the ball, and the Panthers are a disaster from top to bottom. If you have just capable quarterbacking in Atlanta, I think you've got a shot to win the division. And look at all the weapons. Kirk Cousins knows how to utilize weapons. You talk about it may not be pretty all the time. It might be ugly sometimes when you reference the job Mike Tomlin does here in Pittsburgh. The same could be said for Kirk Cousins. It's not always pretty. A lot of people are going to claim, well, yeah, he had Justin Jefferson to throw to uh, in Minnesota. Of course he put up numbers. But I think Kirk Cousins in Atlanta could be a perfect fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I would agree. I would say I I would give it a a resounding hell yeah. And here's why. Uh, Raheem Morris, right, uh, is the new head coach. Defensive guy, but he's bringing in Zach Robinson to run the offense. Who is Zach Robinson? Well, he worked with him with the Rams. Zach Robinson learned at the feet of Sean McVay. Sean McVay, great coaching tree, great offensive mind. And you bring in a veteran like Kirk Cousins, who maybe doesn't even need an offensive coordinator, right? He can kind of run that offense as Zach grows into the role. They have plenty of weapons. People have said Atlanta is a quarterback away from easily winning the South and maybe even winning a playoff game or two. I think it's a perfect fit. Well, will they actually do it? I don't know, but I would say to the idea, hells yeah. A division with Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. That's what we call mid. All right. Transitioning (laughs) to the association and to the hardwood. Uh, We have the All-Star Weekend this weekend in the great and wonderful city of Indianapolis. Okay. Basketball was born in Massachusetts. It was raised in Indiana, baby. Trademark that. All right. Uh, look for Tyrese Halburn to win a three-point contest. This was at plus 600. Now it's down to plus 444. So I ask you, J-Rod, are you going to look at the hometown kid to win a three-point contest, GTFO, or oh, yeah? See, if, if, if this was more of like a, a dunk contest, I would say yes. Not not necessarily because of Halliburton, because obviously there's the narrative of the hometown guy. 
three-pointers, you got to make three-pointers. Now, uh, Sean Little told us great stuff about Halliburton and that he's very not a lot of energy, therefore he shoots a lot more, gets through more racks faster, which gives him more opportunities to make shots. So I think it's a very interesting uh, situation. But I'm going to say G. TFO. Me who wins that? Trey Young wins the three-point contest. Uh, and, and you don't forget Damian Lillard. It's a it's a it's a stacked field. So I'm gonna say GTFO. They're gonna have some fun, but I'm gonna say no, no way. GTFO to Halliburton winning the three-point contest. I'm gonna say, oh yeah, I like this bet. I don't know if he necessarily pulls it off, but think about it. He knows the rims, he knows the backboards, knows the building. It's home, right? It's more than just home cooking, uh, where the crowd might get behind him, like you mentioned, for a dunk contest. I mean, it's a three-point contest. There's no judges involved. It's simply how many shots you hit. And I like Halliburton here. I, I like this bet. I Again, I still don't know if he wins. If I'm looking for a three-point contest bet, I'm probably looking at Malik Beasley, who's also right around 5-1, to one, best three-point percentage in the league right now, or at least – Best three-point percentage of anybody who's going to be in the three-point shooting contest. I don't like Dame as the favorite at plus 360, the way he's shooting, especially lately. Um, so I like Halliburton. I like Beasley just as much, I think, at 5-1 to one as well. I'm with you. I already bet Halliburton. Um, so hashtag hometown kid. Hopefully that comes through. And I promised myself I wouldn't bet in the All-Star game this year, but I'm going to bet that, and I'm probably going to bet the over, because why not? I love a thrill. All right, next one for GTFO, or oh, yeah, we stay in the association, because why not? Uh, the Cavaliers, they need more attention for their success. They've shot up the rankings recently, ladies and gentlemen. They're in second right now in the Eastern Conference. They've won nine out of the last ten. They're in that tame game span. They are third in offense rating. They are second in defensive rating. They're number one in net rating. But yet, all we talk about, Mac, is about the Knicks and the Clippers. So, GTFO, yeah. We need to give the Clippers a little bit more attention for their success. Clippers or the Cavs? You mean the Cavs. I know what you mean. Um, I mean Cavs. I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think we need to start acknowledging what the Cavs are doing. Um, You you mentioned the numbers, how well they've played as of late. Um, Look, they were... (laughs) They were a, a three, a, a Garland three away from keeping the winning streak going. Seventeen of twenty. Um, the schedule soft over the next few weeks. They've got the Bulls twice, the Magic, the Sixers without Embiid, um, the Wiz, the Mavs. Who, uh, granted, up and down. Pistons are in the mix there too. Um, I think the Cavs will continue to roll, and I think people will start to take notice. This is a team that, depending, you know. Mentioned it earlier when we talked to Sean Little. Seeding going to have a lot to do with it when we talked about the West. I think when we start to look at the Eastern Conference as well, seeding going to have a lot to do with it. But they're the hottest team in the league right now. There's no reason people shouldn't be acknowledging what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing. Oh, yeah. G-T-F-O. Simple. They are the Clippers of the East. And we, we talked about the Cavaliers and all their success last year. And what happened? They laid a big, stinky poo in the bed come the postseason. They ran out of gas. And they, you know, when they've given, they were given the opportunity against the Sixers and they failed. 
Just like Indiana State couldn't do it when they were in the spotlight, just like Orlando couldn't do it last night on national TV against the uh, on when they retired Shaq's jersey against OKC. Just like the Clippers couldn't do it at home against Minnesota, when you have the opportunity to show that you're a great team, they fail. I need to see it in the biggest moments for the Cavaliers. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to be good. They were good last year. We gave them their flowers last year. And what happened? No, thank you. You want them, you want me to throw you some flowers, Cleveland? Show me something when it counts. So how far do you have them make it in the playoffs, Jared? Like if you had to give them a round that they like – Expiration date on what, what round would you say? Well, again, listen, listen. If, if, if seeding is important, right? And right now they're they're sort of mm-hmm. middle. I I could see them winning a first round series, which they couldn't even do last year. So I mean, if they have home court, if they go on the road, they're a year older. There's experience, and I get it. Last year they just ran out of gas. Now, will they be able to continue that this season? Listen, I. I it, my, my good friend of mine is, is the Spanish voice of the Cavs, so he's going to be all over me for saying this. But I've, we've seen this with Cleveland. You know, they, we, we were on the hype train last year. We gave them plenty of love, and they failed, you know. I, I want to see it in the big moments. Regular season, congratulations. Let's get to it at the big moments. I'm not convinced yet that the Cavaliers are there yet. Maybe a year. They should be able to win. They should be able to get at least to the, to the, to the, to the conference finals. They should. Will they? I don't think so. See, I consider that a success, I think, for the Cavs. Like, if they, especially, like, the Heat could be a major stumbling block in the first round. But you give them, you know, you give them the the Pacers or the Magic or, you know, the Bulls or the Hawks or somebody like that in the first round, I don't think they have a problem. That's five games. And you remember last year, they ran into the Knicks in the first round. Seeding was what it was. Um, you get them into the second round, maybe against a Milwaukee, now we're talking about a team that, yeah, to your point, shows up in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, I, I look, I really like what the Knicks have done over the last couple of weeks. I don't want to take anything away from them. But the Cavs are, the, like I said, the hottest team in the league. And I can't imagine – nobody wants to face them right now. I would put them up against even the Celtics in an Eastern Conference Finals, and I think they'd give Boston a legit scare – but um, just as as of right now, you're right. They were a mess last year when they had the opportunity. As of right now, I think they're doing all the right things. Hmm. Not to East mention, yeah, Donovan good. Mitchell. East Semis is not good enough for me if, if I'm a Cleveland guy. And it's like, you That's know, fair. Donovan Mitchell, let's say the weekend, like, it doesn't go well for him. Like, Donovan Mitchell could be gone. And then they're back in, you know, square one. And the rumor, again, of him going to New York, that probably won't happen because why would it happen? All right, uh, before we go, GTFO, oh, yeah, chocolate strawberries are the best thing about Valentine's Day. GTFO, no, chocolate-covered strawberries, you got to get them right away as soon as the chocolate hardens because otherwise they sit around and they get all nasty. They start to sweat. The strawberry gets mushy. No, I'm, I'm out. GTFO. GTFO. Booze, wine, champagne. That's the <laughs> That's good call by J-Rod. Our lightning bets coming up next to wrap things up here on a Wednesday edition of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.